Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. It's a two-night celebration of Native artists. The Indigenous Peoples Day concert, which kicked off last night at Logan Square Auditorium, is an annual artistic event showcasing Native American musicians and culture. Night two is happening tonight at the Old Town School of Folk Music. And we are joined now by two artists who performed at last night's event. Phoenix.Wave. Welcome to Reset. Hello. Thank you so much. Good to see you. Also here, Opium. Thank you so much. Hey, great to be here. So you both played, as I mentioned, at the Indigenous Peoples Day concert last night. How did that go for you? I'll start with you, Phoenix.Wave. Oh, it was so beautiful, honestly. So many people came out to celebrate with us. A really beautiful day. Um, we had so much enriching moments, like, of of just culture and, and, and sharing our music medicine. Um, and everybody just really loved the experience and was vibing. <laughs> was the turnout bigger than you expected? Oh, yeah. It was it was really packed and, you know, it was a lot of energy in there. So it was great. How'd last night go for you, Opium? Yeah, it was great. Um, we had a pretty versatile array of genres. So Phoenix had, had some beautiful kind of soul uh, jazz fusion music, and then my band's kind of a three-piece blues rock band. Um, and then Mattel Waiuhi, who's the composer for the hit TV show uh, Reservation Dogs, he performed some kind of fusion hip-hop soul stuff, and then DJ Shub closed it out, um, who's a Mohawk DJ and founding member of a tribe called Red. Oh, my God, so, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it was an amazing time. We had a great time. So I want to dig more into that. The, the, the concert, as I said, it continues tonight at the Old Town School of Folk Music. Talk broadly, uh, and I want to hear from both of you on this, on what this event offers for both Native American artists as well as the fans. You first, hopefully. Yeah, so, I mean, one of our main goals in creating this event um, was definitely representation within the music industry. Um, so oftentimes, like a lot of other you know, parts of the entertainment industry, um, like Hollywood and, and the film industry, Native Americans have been continuously marginalized. Um, and so it's it's also serving as a way for you know up and coming artists like Phoenix or out of town acts to have a platform um, for indigenous music, and it also exposes you know the non native population um, to the long legacy of indigenous music that's oftentimes forgotten. And yeah, so it kind of serves both those purposes. How does that feel? You mentioned it's oftentimes forgotten. Yeah, I mean I think a lot of work um, in indigenous rights has to do. Um, with representation and bringing a voice to the table. So, I mean, me personally, that's kind of, you know, the highlight of my fall time season is being able to curate those kind of events and, and, yeah. and bring people to the table. How was um, last night for you, Phoenix, as far as that fusion? You're, you're getting together with fans, right? What, what what does it mean for both of you? It's humbling, honestly, and um, knowing that my mission is to revolutionize and my in my music and my art, um, I think people understand that as well, and they are with the movement. And so I think we all just kind of share a, a collective belief together that we need to change things in our communities um, and even out, outside of our communities to educate the people um, of like our, what we go through as indigenous people, as people of color. And, you know, this is how we do it through our art. And honestly, it speaks a lot louder than a lot of um, mediums. And um, we... The music does. Yes, the music. Mm. And uh, I feel like music has always been a part of our, our ways, you know, culturally. Um, we we make music and ceremony. We do this together. And so when we share this with the community, um, we we become very powerful together and strong together. 
and harmonize in a lot of beautiful ways. So, so you shared a song with us. It's called mm-hmm. Baby Blue. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to listen to that. What can you tell us about this track? So, um, we, I, I produced this track. I didn't really have a lot of resources um, at the time. I was just kind of making what I had um, with what with what I had available to me to make it. It's a great beat. Thank you, thank you so much. Mm. Um, you know, I did the vocals all on my phone and everything too. So really, <laughs> yeah, produced it on my phone. And when I tell you, I, I literally didn't have much to make. But um, with it, but I just try to do what I could best, and I I just express myself, and um, you know that was all a freestyle too, freestyle singing. It's like what I love to do, um, and I was just letting my heart speak, and then I came up with Baby Blue, <laughs> and you just put out uh, a new song on your SoundCloud called Bambi, mm-hmm. right? You working on any other music right now? Absolutely. So I have a band called Phoenix and Um, and we have been really just focused on the um, performance aspect of um, our careers. And so we've been sharing a lot of new music and writing a lot of new music together. And we're coming out with a album very soon, and we'll be sharing a lot of the music that we we share on stage. I so. love that. Your song, Get It Right, which made it, uh, you made it with uh, St. Ripley. And that, yes. that was featured on our sister station, Vocalo, yes. just last fall. Are you still working on anything with him? Uh, yeah. So we have um, a couple of songs that we're still planning on releasing. We're working on a project. So um, that's yet to come. And I know that right now we're just kind of individually working on our own albums and projects. So we're using this time right now, fall and winter, to kind of like hunker down and and um, sharpen up. Yeah. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we are talking with Phoenix.Wave and Opium, who are two Indigenous artists from Chicago. Now, they both played at night one of the Indigenous People's Day concert yesterday, and the second half of the concert is tonight at the Old Town School of Folk Music. Opium, the, the reader gave the 2021 Indigenous People's Day event best concert for a cause. That was this past March. How did that feel? Yeah, I mean that that felt Pretty really awesome. great. Yeah, that was that was a big accomplishment. Um, when I first started the event for about a year, um, before the first concert, um, I pretty much had every venue in the city kind of reject the idea <laughs> and not really take it seriously. So, um, to just be able to keep pushing and and pounding pavement, and then you know in a couple of years time, um, have the Chicago Reader recognize that 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 felt like a big accomplishment, and then this year. Um, being able to expand it into a two-day festival, mm-hmm. it seems like you know the community has received it positively, and it's picking it's, up steam. Yep, picking up steam. So. You you just came out with a new book at the end of August. It's called Indigenous America: True History. It's a book that details the history of Native Native Americans in North America. What was your motivation to write that? Yeah, so it's part of a, a series that has four parts out currently um, called True History, um, and it's basically the unwritten history of the United States. So. Um, the immigrant experience in the United States, the legacy of Jim Crow, um, Indigenous America is my book. And there's one other one I'm forgetting at the moment. Um, but the context of the series is essentially to document a lot of topics that are often overlooked within um, American nonfiction history. 
and make it more accessible for middle school age readers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of started off with, with a focus on pre-colonial history because oftentimes in Native American history, um, our knowledge, our traditional knowledge, which is, you know, influenced everything from um, the United States government to yeah. um, agriculture. I mean, I want to be clear, you're taking on a huge topic. Yep. So yeah, the research so. must have been yeah, insane. I probably read like 30 to 40 <laughs> research materials on Native American history. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a real pleasure to be able to kind of reconstruct um, how how typical Native American history books have been written for youth. So, so you know, this is also a topic where there are many other books about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we talked to an author of Native history books earlier on the program. What did you want to bring to this education? And ultimately, what do you hope that readers actually take away from the book? Yeah, so I mean, my main two contributions would definitely have been um, indigenous knowledge as as a starting point. Typically, Columbus is where most you know Native American history books start, which is the arrival of Europeans in the Americas. And so, I really wanted to focus on um, our existence thousands and thousands of years before Europeans ever made contact here. And then, I also wanted to finish the book up on resilience and being able to focus on Native people today that work in contemporary music, that work in politics, mm-hmm. and have modern contributions. So that was kind of what I focused on. Um, and then kind of in the middle, I, I touched on a lot of typical Native American history subjects. So. Yeah, very necessary topics. Your third album, All Roads Are Good, yep. you released that in May. How's the reception been so far? Yeah, it's been great. Um, I've been touring um, since then, mainly in the in the Midwest, um, but I'll be doing some touring down south um, later this month. And yeah, it was it was an album that was released um, from some music that was created during the pandemic and kind of... Um, realizing you don't know what you got till it's gone really being on the road and being able to tour as a musician Mm -hmm. and kind of just just the beautiful parts that i took for granted of touring and and yeah it's it's a good album talk a lot about how tough it can be right being away from home and on a bus and not the most comfortable um but you found the joy in it yeah i mean that's that's kind of the topic of the conversation is i think we've always been um moving between communities and, and traveling and bringing our music to the world. And so that's kind of just a continuation. I guess the subject of that album is to kind of continue um, that passion. And, you know, a lot of people definitely look at that lifestyle in a negative in a negative way of, yeah. of having to travel. And it, it's really a beautiful thing to me. And of so course. it's kind of flipping that. Well, let's hear some of that beautiful music of yours. Here's your title track, All Roads. I've What was it like to write this one? Yeah, I mean, that's it's kind of different sections of my life and, and my family's history, so it's kind of reminiscent or nostalgic. It has to do with some of my dad leaving his family when he was super young and then also me leaving my house pretty young as a kid mm-hmm. and going and traveling and be, becoming an artist. So um, that's kind of the topic of that song. It's kind of like family. So we're almost out of time. I, I'm curious, what's next for both of you? Yeah, so I'm going to continue touring um, through the rest of the year. And, uh, yeah, that's that's really working on another on the road. project. Yep, on the yeah. road. <laughs> In a city near you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Phoenix? We're definitely trying to reach out um, and touch more of the world um, and just make music, just stay on the music grind and the creative grind and, um, you know, uh, just really be in touch with community and show up for the community. So that's what I'm on this year. 
Phoenix.Wave and Opium. Thank you so much for joining us.